What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. It isn't every day that I would say that I was going to talk on the topic of knowing God's will, but today I am. This is episode 159, and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Well, friends, if you think knowing God's will is impossible, please think again. And you are going to see when I make this bold claim that it's easy, and I promise it's going to set you free. This podcast is really going to change the way you think about prayers, and I promise it's going to grow your faith. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Media Angels, and you can find the books One More Child and A Few Minutes with God on Amazon, and it's also on our website on MediaAngels.com. So how can I make this bold claim that you can know God's will, and that God's will can be known. Truthfully, it is a decision on our part to allow the Almighty to work in our lives, and that takes trust. We truly do not have the ability to do it on our own. I'm sure we've tried, right? I've tried, you've tried, we crash and burn, we get upset, we have anxiety, we can't sleep, you know, we're upset with this or that or the other. And, you know, we turn on the TV and then we turn it off and it really is a struggle to trust. And we have something and that is God's grace. We need grace from God. Jesus himself gave us a directive in the Lord's Prayer, the prayer he directly gave the people and in turn us. In Matthew 6, 9 through 10, the first half reads, This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So I'm going to give you the ending first. In a nutshell, here are the three points I want to make and how you should pray each and every day. And if you can, pray this two, three, four, five times a day. The first is, Lord, I give you my will. This is a free choice decision. The second is, Lord, please give me your will. 
And the third is, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is life-changing. And if we can do this multiple times a day, your life is going to change. This prayer unites our will to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This prayer reminds us that we have free will and can make choices each day so that those choices can either help or they can hinder us and our spiritual life. If we want to grow in a prayer life, And we want to grow in our relationship with the Almighty. We have to surrender our will. For many of you, you're going to think, I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. I'm a control freak. Well, I'm sitting here raising my hand saying, so am I. And um, I like to be in control. I get very upset when things don't go the way I planned. And then everything kind of falls apart. And so, you know, I've had to learn to let go and to let go and to let go. And many times as we're going through that hard time, and if you're not, just wait, because each day brings its own challenges, by asking that the Lord's will be done in your life, at least it ensures to a small degree that you have done your part. You have accepted the Lord in His divine and permissive will for your life. But why do good people suffer? My sarcastic answer would be, well, because we're not in heaven. But the scriptures have much to say about this, right? Nobody has the perfect answer. But I really like this one in 1 Peter 4, 17-19. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household, and it begins with us. What will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. And let me reread that last part. I kind of messed that up. So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. When I read, for it is time for judgment to begin in God's household, I think, wow, that's harsh. We're not used to hearing that God's household, us, can be judged because, frankly, brothers and sisters, we don't hear this in our churches, in our Bible studies. We want to sign up for the glory and praise version of a Bible study. When we're hit with this verse, we think about you know, this person and that person who should hear this, because of course this applies to their lives and not yours. Am I right? How often do you hear a hard-hitting sermon or even a podcast, maybe even this podcast, and you're thinking, I wish this person could hear it or that person. But I want you to say, I want me to hear this, me, we, me and you, and we need to stop and say, I hear Lord and I'm ready to do your will. Just consider this. If you have a child who says, Mom and Dad, I want to do what you want me to do. Please let me know your will. You know, instruct me on, on, on how you want me to act and what you want me to do and, and so forth. You know, what would we think? Wow, we'd be excited. Our kid finally got it. 
Now, I'm not saying that the Lord's going to tell you exactly what to do and how to think, and you know that's not that's not what I mean at all. You know, but we're going to think if our kid says this, our kid's brilliant. Our child realizes that it's easier to go along with parental instruction than it is to buck a parent's instruction. What do you think God says? Lord, here's my will. Please give me your will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What do you think that's that's going to mean for us? I think that the Lord would be extremely pleased. Those who follow the narrow path that has bumps, twists, and turns, but ultimately leads to everlasting life, is ultimately doing the will of God. You know, we read that the road to perdition is wide, and that's sin, right? That road's easy. There's lots of people on that road. You know, we can turn on the TV and just be part of, of, of the sin culture, if you will. Of course, not everything on television is bad. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean. In James 4, 13 through 17, we read, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are in the mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And it is you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. How many of us know what is good and what is right? And we fool ourselves. We say things like, oh, I, I you know, feel great about it, or, you know, I've examined my conscience, or, you know, I don't feel guilt over it. Friends, we make plans daily. We think, no worries, I have tomorrow. What about those who don't have tomorrow? What then? What about their everlasting life? I think about officials in high places that lead the sheep astray. I think about the clergy, the pastors, who are too afraid to say anything negative about politics or shutdowns of our church, and if they do, they get in trouble. Our right to freedom of worship was taken away from us. I'm still appalled. What about the souls of those who were not fed? God said, feed my sheep. The sheep do not have well-formed consciences. The sheep follow blindly. The sheep do not have the gift of discernment because it hasn't been formed. You want the grace to know God's will? Pray this. I give you my will, Lord. Please give me your will. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If all Christians repented and asked God for a relationship or a deeper relationship in their lives, if all Christians in one voice said, Your will, God, not mine, we will see a revival unlike anything we have ever seen. Let's pray. Dear Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I come before you sinful and sorrowful. I ask you, my God, 
to give me the grace to form the gift of discernment. This is a gift that you freely give. I want it in abundance, my God. It is a way that I can see evil for what it is and not be dissuaded in my mission to serve you. Please, my God, give me the grace to say, My Lord and my God, I give you my will. Please give me your will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Dear Lord, I ask for the following prayer for those in need. And I pray this in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.